Hello, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you ideas and inspiration to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' lives. As you know, this season is all about classroom management strategies, about how to gain and keep your students' attention and minimize problems so that you can focus on what really matters, teaching and making a difference. If you're just joining us in this episode, I'd strongly encourage you to start back at the beginning. We've talked about a specific strategy that helped me to gain control of my classroom. We talked about a step-by-step plan for if your classroom's uh, a little bit out of control. Last week, we talked about a classroom shakeup, what it is and how it can help you to um, correct a procedure in an area that's been troublesome. Today, we're going to talk about how to actually teach procedures so that your students will follow them. You know, procedures are almost the lifeblood of a classroom. They're certainly not the most exciting part, but without them, uh, your classroom would quickly fall apart. They're just really important. Maybe they're not the lifeblood. Maybe glue is a better word. They're the glue that keeps your classroom together. So some teachers, it's really funny, some teachers spend very few time thinking about their procedures, and you can normally tell that when you're in their classroom. But there's other teachers that maybe you do, maybe you have put a lot of time into thinking about how the procedures should go, but you find that for some reason, your students just aren't following them. You know, you have a great procedure in your head, if the students would just follow it, everything would be great, but they're not. Um, So either way, whether you've simply haven't put a lot of thought into your procedures or if you have but you can't figure out how to get your students to follow them, today's episode is definitely for you. We're going to talk about a four-step process for teaching procedures. Let's start with step one. The first step is that you need to have very clear, specific directions. Now, that means, as I said, you need to have thought them out ahead of time. Let's take something really simple like passing in papers. Now, um, seniors in high school, maybe they could understand a simple direction of pass your papers to the back. But even that, probably not. There'll still be a lot of chaos. But the younger your students are, the more they for sure need direction. But And I would even argue that even seniors in high school uh, could use way more direction than that. So think it through. How exactly do you want students to pass in their papers? Are they going to pass them over, forward, to the back? By the way, a little tip about that. If students are passing their papers forward, the person that's receiving the papers can't see the person behind them. And so the person behind them has to tap them on the shoulder, whisper to them, bang them over the head with the papers, um, you know, something. And that causes a lot of extra chaos. If they pass their papers instead to the left, to the right, or backwards, then they can see the papers coming and there's a lot less problems. So things like that are things you want to consider. But regardless, you need to think that through. So let's say you decide, okay, everyone's going to pass their papers to the right, and then they're going to pass them back, and then the last person that has the whole stack is going to paperclip them and put them in a special folder. All right, then you want to think that through ahead of time, and then when it's time to explain the procedure, you need to give very clear, specific directions. All right. Now, um, if this is the beginning of school, you're going to be teaching a lot of procedures. Um, or it might be after your classroom shakeup. If you listened to last week's episode, um, you got their attention with the classroom shakeup. Now it's time to pr- explain the new procedure. 
Be detailed. Tell them the entire thing. Okay, we have not been doing a good job passing in papers. Here's what we're going to do instead. We're going to pass the papers in. The person on the left, you know, George, Alice, and Sarah, you guys are going to start it. You're going to pass it to the person next to you. They're going to put their paper on top of yours and make sure that they're lined up neatly. Then they're going to pass it to the next person, and it's going to go across the row. When it gets to Mackenzie, Mackenzie will pass the stack back to Jared, who will pass the stack back to Steve. Steve will stand up, put a paperclip on them, and put them right in that bin on my desk. You see it, Steve? Okay, great. You're really specific about exactly what you want them to do. After you've given them specific, clear directions, the next step is to have the students actually practice the procedure. All right. Um, even if you weren't planning to do it right then, you want to practice it. So if you weren't planning to do it, um, you either should wait to tell them the procedure until it's time to do it, or you should go ahead and practice it anyhow. You definitely want to practice it while it's fresh in their mind. So you're going to have the students, let's go back to our example, we're actually going to pass in the paper. So you go back. Okay, George and, you know, George, Sarah, and Alex, pass yours in. Okay, good job. Oh, don't forget, you need to turn it around, you know, make sure your paper's on the top, make sure they're going the same direction. Okay, great, Mackenzie, you've got the stack, pass it back to Jared. Okay, Jared, now your stack goes to Steve. All right, Steve, here's where you, here's where you get a paper clip, here's where you put them. Awesome. Okay, they're actually practicing the procedure. So first, you give clear, specific directions. Second, you have the students practice. Here's the thing. that If you do those two steps, you're further along than most teachers. But you're still missing two key elements that are really going to make all the difference. The third step is to kindly correct any piece of the process that was done incorrectly. And this is really important because practice doesn't necessarily make perfect. I'm sure you guys have heard this. If they practice wrong, they're going to do it wrong. Um, so you need to correct the mistake. So um, let's say they, they did a pretty good job passing in their papers, but, you know, El Elena's paper's upside down. Um, you know, Steve kind of forgot what to do with the papers. Um, what you want to do is kindly correct it. Oh, Elena, don't forget, you've got your paper needs to be facing the same direction as everyone else. Oh, um, Alicia, uh, you put your paper on the bottom. Remember, it goes on the top. Um, you know, Mark. You are talking. There's no need to talk. Just quietly pass in your paper. I'm normally going to be giving instruction and you need to be listening. Just kindly correcting it. You're not yelling at them. They're not in trouble. You're just telling them what they need to do differently um, next time around. So you've, number one, given clear, specific direction. Number two, you've had the students practice the procedure. Three, you've kindly corrected any part of the process that is done incorrectly. There's still one more important piece. And some of you are going to think, oh, I don't want to do this, especially if you teach older students. But I'm telling you, if you do this last step, this is where the magic happens. The magic happens when you actually have their students redo the part of the procedure that was incorrect. Yes, that's right. Redo it. It might feel nitpicky. It might feel like your students might not be a big fan of it. You might not be a big fan of it. But the couple minutes it's going to take to redo it are going to be huge because your students are going to realize, oh, okay, she's serious. Like, 
she actually, uh, he or she actually does want us to do it this way and they're going to insist on it and so we're going to do it this way. It also just helps them cement it in their head. They're, if it's the beginning of the school year, they're learning a ton of procedures and they've got a lot to remember. If you're doing a classroom shakeup, they're used to not caring about this or doing it a different way and you're trying to retrain them. So either way, they need to practice. They need to get used to the new procedure. So depending on the situation, you might actually have them do the whole thing again. You might pass back their papers or you might tell them, everyone get out a clean sheet of paper. We're just going to practice passing in another paper. Um, Or you might just have them do the specific part that they messed up. But either way, you say, we're going to do it again, and don't forget this time, remember this, this, and this. All right, let's try it again. And you have them do it again. And that's really going to help cement it in their mind. Um, After that, the next time the procedure comes up, watch again. Watch again for any mistakes and have them correct it. You'll you'll probably have to um, catch and correct mistakes, maybe depending on the procedure, maybe the next two or three times you do it, but it shouldn't take too long depending on the age of your students. It shouldn't be too long before you don't need to correct anything and they're doing it just right on their own. The key though is to be really insistent and kindly correct and insist on them redoing it in the beginning because once they get it down then you're not going to hardly have to deal with it the rest of the year and that time you invested will more than um, pay off. A couple tips to remember when teaching procedures. Um, One, I've said this a few times but I don't know if you picked up on it, is to Please be kind when you're correcting the students and don't make them feel stupid, all right? When you're pointing out the person that forgot to put their paper on top, um, really try not to embarrass them. You need to point them out by name because they need to learn. But just say something like, I I know it's a lot to remember. It's okay. Just remember, do this. Or, you know, thank you so much for passing them in quietly. Just don't forget that they need to go um, in an orderly fashion, you know, or whatever you're going to say. So just be kind, be understanding, don't make them feel stupid, but do insist on doing it the way that you'd like them to do it. My other tip is whenever, if you're planning to do a bunch of these, um, like for example, if it's the beginning of the school year and you're teaching these procedures, plan to cover less material. Or if you're planning a major classroom shakeup, Just plan that into your schedule. I'm not going to get as much done this period because we're dealing with this problem. That is not a waste of time. It is an investment of time. Yes, you're going to lose time in this class period, but that investment will save you time the rest of the year. So just intentionally plan it so you're not stressed. Plan, I'm going to cover a little less today. We're going to deal with this problem so that um, we'll be set um, for the most part for the rest of the year. Just to review, to give uh, to teach procedures, number one, give clear, specific directions. Number two, have the students practice. Three, kindly correct any piece that was done incorrectly. And four, have the students redo the part that was incorrect. I hope this method will really help you to um, teach procedures in a way that your students will actually follow them. And hopefully you'll be able to see those results really soon as students are actually following your procedures. If you've enjoyed this podcast so far, you can do us a huge favor and help people find it by leaving a review on iTunes. Um, just log into iTunes and um, search for Teach for the Heart podcast and um, leave us an honest review. And that really helps uh, the podcast to show up in the rankings and to be found by more people. Be sure to come back next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about our demeanor as a teacher, about whether we should be nice or strict, about whether we should be professional or or personable, or if maybe, just maybe, 
these are the wrong questions altogether. Um, can't wait to talk to you about that next week. If you'd like the notes for this podcast or the links, go to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast four. And don't forget, if you haven't checked out our classroom management mini course, it's completely free at teachfortheheart.com slash mini course. Looking forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.